Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom, Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith, and with me, as always, William Hanson. Hello, we're here because we go mad for a bit of snobbery and one-upmanship, and we want you to enjoy Hyacinth and her family as much as Jonathan and I do. We certainly do. In each episode of this luxury podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. So which episode is it today, then, William? This is Series 2, Episode 8. The Toy Store. Lovely. And here is the official synopsis as written in its bouquet not bucket. By you Harold read Snow. that while I drink out of the Royal Dalton with the hand tinted periwinkle. Hand what? <laughs> <laughs> we do like this program, really. <laughs> with the hand tinted periwinkle. Just don't spill it on your rug. Daisy, Onslow and Rose arrive on Hyacinth's doorstep to her usual horror to tell her that a large local department store is holding Daddy hostage until a £235 bill is paid for toys that he had walked off with. (laughs) After dismantling. (laughs) Hyacinth rings Richard at work and asks him to meet her at the store. When she arrives there, she bumps into the eminent councillor Mrs Nugent and also has to contend with the sight of Bruce galloping down the street outside the store dressed as a jockey and riding a pantomime horse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a classic episode oh it is i love this episode absolutely love it it starts off well mm. because richard's in the bathroom try not to make a noise in the bathroom dear she doesn't want him making a noise in the bathroom it's not nice to make a noise in the bathroom bathrooms like children should be seen and not heard according to hyacinth quite right too you are as we have probably listeners probably know this now you're quite fastidious with your cleaning I am. Your bathrooms are also very, very clean. Yes. Do and you? I was for two weeks <laughs> head of bathrooms at a Ramada Jarvis hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually head of bathrooms. 
I was I was doing some work there, but I promoted myself to head of bathrooms because my bathrooms were second to none. I bet you they were. Head of bathrooms, though, could could exist as a role because I was once staying at the Ward of Astoria, not a Ramadas Jarvis, in New York. And uh, basically I had I had phoned ahead to let the management know that I was checking in just for one night. As you would. And we were put in a perfectly nice room. And we had been in the room for about five or ten minutes, and they hadn't upgraded us at check, and I thought, oh, well, the message obviously didn't get through. (laughs) (laughs) A man just has arrived. (laughs) But it was a nice room. Anyway, and then uh, I think Mikey was in the shower. I was just about to unpack, and uh, phone goes and said, hello, Mr. Hanson, I'm Debbie. I'm the head of bedrooms at the Ward of Astoria. I thought, head of bedrooms. Head of bedrooms, yeah. What a nice title. And, and what did Debbie do for you? She said, have you unpacked? I was like, no, actually. She went, stay there, I'm coming to get you. It was a bit Davina in Big Brother. Right. So I said, Mike, get out of the shower, get out of the shower. And we, so we dressed and dried very quickly. I zipped the case back up. And then we were escorted to one of the absolutely most humongous suites I've ever been in in my life. But who did you tell them you were? I just said I was writing for a newspaper. <laughs> Which was true. <laughs> you left that important part out. I'm thinking, why have they upgraded him? No, I I just said, you know, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I have the same hairdresser as Princess Anne? <laughs> well, I didn't at the time. <laughs> my hair was a mess. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, the chick of it. Well, I was head of bathrooms, and my bathrooms were second to none. You'd never find a pube round my tub. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a relief. Yes. And not was. now either. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's used your bathrooms regularly. Always vacuum your way out. Yes. Yes. Before you mop or after you mop? So I like to, uh, when I'm doing a bathroom mm. from head to toe, yep. I obviously do the cleaning mm. using my luxury products, microfiber yep. cloths. Mm. And then the last thing you do is to whiz round with your vacuum with a soft brush attachment. Yes. And then it's Produ- The producer is nodding vigorously. Really? Is it, do, do you do this as well, producer? Oh, he does. That surprises me. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, she likes a bathroom that's seen but not heard. Yes. What things do you not like in other people's bathrooms? When you go round, there's one thing I absolutely can't stand. Well, um, what, of course, is absolutely ghastly. Mm. And yet my dear late mother always used to have these. Mm. She used to have a pedestal... <laughs> yeah mat Mm. that went round the base of the toilet and then also a little mat that went in front of the the sink that you'd stand on yeah which was horrible and she used to justify it that in fact it was more hygienic because you could pop it in the wash every day so any slight spillages or splashes would be washed away but it's not very nice is it no what is it you don't like um those Artificial scent things that spray at you, that are on a timer, that every oh, sort of 15 or 30 minutes, whatever it is. Oh. And I had two friends, I still have two friends, and at their house there was one positioned facing outwards into the bathroom, but when you're standing there at the loo, if you were standing, <laughs> it would attack you, and then you're spritzed with this awful artificial smell. Have you smelt my smelly ball? I have sp- Smelt your smelly ball, and it's beautiful. Isn't it lovely? It was very expensive, mm. but it's lasted for months and months. Well, that, well, that's just as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's instead of one of those little... T- yeah, that's fine. Natural and, right. and not, not... I don't know of... that it's natural. No, but it's not um, automated. No, no, no. No. No, no just it's not automated. Regular. 
So um, a bathroom should be seen and not heard. That's how we start. Then we go straight to Onslow and Daisy, who are lying like the slobs they are in bed. Limpid. Limp Limp. and limpid. Limp and limpid. Indeed they are. It's a good word, limpid. Is it? Yes, I think so. Why is that? It's just a a word that you don't hear. It means glassy. Does it really? It does, yeah. It's not the definition that Onslow puts forward. Glassy is in glassy-eyed? Yeah, sort of, you know, a, a pond could be limpid. Oh. It's looking glassy. I can't wait to use that in everyday conversation. <laughs> um, Hyacinth is then in her living room with a life insurance consultant. Um, and I, I like this moment for several reasons. Mm. But the main reason is that as he's desperately trying to leave, yes, after she's made it clear that she's got to consult with her son Sheridan on the life insurance mm. before she goes ahead with the policy, there's a nice moment where, you know, Hyacinth has those brass door pushes yes there's a moment where as she backs away you can see a a member of the crew in the reflection (gasps) really yes you watch now on that on that brass door push you'll see they're wearing a green jumper yeah i've got it now have you got it yeah right watch wait for it there that's the one yeah no no no. wait for it. it gets better than that i mean this is great for a podcast here we go. There. Yeah. Yes. Member of the crew, Green Jumper. Who was that? Was that Harold Snow, do we think? I d- no, because that person has hair. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Because he's got claws. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm in no position myself, but it's <laughs> it's a factual. <laughs> it's a factual observation. Now, he's wearing a hat. Yes, and Hyacinth likes to be solicited by a gentleman wearing a hat. She does like to be solicited by a gentleman wearing a hat. I do like firms who employ people who wear hats. Do you ever wear a hat? I Can you not remember I toyed with a fedora once? There's a, there's a photo of us. We both got red wine lips. Yes. And we'd been out for some drinks. And I'm wearing this fedora. Yes. And then I got together with Mikey and he very quickly stamped that... Stamped on your fedora? <laughs> well, I hope no, he not. closed that avenue of pleasure down. Right. Mm. But you look good with a hat on. Exactly. Right. But as... You need to bring it back. I do, I do. I think I need to wait for a few more years. I'm a flat cat man. Mm. I'm, I'm... But you uh, live in the country. And I'm like Victor Meldrew. Yes. So I'm just wearing the outfit. <laughs> I'm a cross between Hyacinth Bouquet and Victor Meldrew. Uh, yes, absolutely. But no, I do like a flat cat. With a touch of Kim Woodburn. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, he's wearing a hat and off he goes. And of course, Hyacinth holds on to his hat, which means he needs to come back. And of course, it's not her fault, is it? Silly Billy, you've forgotten your hat. Yes. Or you nearly forgot your hat. Yes. But also, before he leaves, mm. he has to sit down to put his shoes on. They're slip-on shoes. They are slip-on shoes. Why is he sitting down to put on his slip-on shoes? Very cheap slip-on shoes, Mm. I may add. Yes, not nice. But Mm. I I thought that was an odd direction that we saw him sit down to put on slip-on shoes. Because I'm wearing slip-on shoes today. I can put them on standing up. It's my party trick. I do it all the time. Maybe he's got a hip problem. Probably. He needs some insurance. Richard's in the office and Hyacinth calls. She needs to notify him about her insurance discussion and the fact that um, she's going to run it past Sheridan. (laughs) <laughs> Richard can't really understand why Sheridan would know anything about life insurance. No. No, of course I'm not criticising Sheridan. Heaven forbid, but it, well, it's just that uh, finance isn't really his gift. Or why is he taking needlework as a major subject? 
And is life insurance, was that a new concept around sort of the early 90s? When did life insurance come in? Because they, they're talking <laughs> as if they don't really know what this is. No, I think life insurance has been around for quite, quite some right, time. Right, fine. But um, maybe it was just at that particular... I'm not sure you... Do, I can't think that recently anyone's knocked at my door trying to sell me things like that. But years ago, people did. Vacuum cleaners, yes. life insurance. Sometimes yes. the criminals would sell you a duster or two. Oh, it all went on. And we learned that Richard's department is finance and general purposes. Mm. which is sort of very vague. It's a bit like in Yes Minister, the department's the Department for Administrative Affairs. It sort of does everything but also nothing. The subject of Richard's impending early retirement comes up and Richard goes into what can only be described as a deep trance. <laughs> At the prospect of spending even more time with Hyacinth. Yes. And I think from, from memory from the Harold Snowd book, Harold Snowd proposed the early retirement strand to Roy Clark as an avenue to, to for ser- later series to explore. I think Roy Clark, I think he writes, was going to sort of keep Richard working for a bit longer, but they realised that early retirement could actually bring in some more comic potential. Oh, well, it was a good idea, wasn't it, really? Yes. Because it did bring in lots of comic potential. Richard, having gone into a trance, has left poor Hyacinth dangling on the end <laughs> of the line, and uh, the doorbell rings. It's Elizabeth. Elizabeth! And she, very thoughtfully... She's come to ask if Hyacinth wants anything from I town. I thought, wasn't that a lovely thing to do? Isn't that a lovely neighbourly thing to do? I think it's a ni- and that was a nice little exchange, and actually Hyacinth's quite nice to her. Oh, come on in. I'm, and sort of shares a bit about her life. Richard's, you know, mm. I'm trying to get hold of Richard. He's gone off to another planet. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice couple of sentences because it was the most normal... <laughs> Laughter from the producer. Mercy's <laughs> 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 looked animated all episode. <laughs> it is it's a very nice thing and it's nice that because let's face it elizabeth but did you, well i say it's nice so when you think about it it's a little bit strange isn't it because elizabeth does everything she can to avoid hyacinth so mm. why actually would she knock on her door <laughs> to come and offer the opportunity for yet more interaction with hyacinth oh that's the point when you think about it like that yeah but it's maybe nice. Elizabeth's lonely as well. Elizabeth's a nice person, though, yeah. isn't she? She'd overlook it. She's a good egg. Uh, we cut to Rose, Daisy and Onslow, and it quickly becomes apparent that Daddy's vanished. He's gone missing. He's gone off. Dad's gone off, yes, as they say. he has gone off. And actually, there is there is a moment, a bit like you finding that member of the crew in the brass door push. Yeah. Did you notice the moment where Mary Miller clearly thought she had a line? went to say the line and then corrected herself and stopped. No. And they've kept that in. D- have they? Let me show you. I, I like oh, it. For those we're that finding want to, all, all the faults in this episode, aren't For we? those that want to go onto a copy of the episode, it's seven minutes, 20 seconds in. Is it? Promise you'll not let me become a virtuoso on the pyjama cord. <laughs> you never wear pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, she lunges forward and that then pulls funny. it back. I've never, I have not noticed that. I've never that. noticed that until today. No. And, and isn't it strange they didn't cut it? Yeah. And they all that didn't use a different angle, they, they kept it in. Oh, well done for spotting that. Yes, we like those little, uh, little slip-ups. We cut to Liz and Emmett, who are trying desperately to get the car started. <laughs> There's something wrong with the Metro. But I suppose it's bound to happen with these old, old cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that old. Oh, isn't it? Lovely. It's lovely. And then in they come for coffee. Yes. You better come in for a coffee while you're waiting for the man. (laughs) 
So in they go for the obligatory cup of coffee. And I love this moment because they're not in the kitchen, as they mm-hmm. so often are. Yeah. Instead, Hyacinth has, she's taken them into the living room. And this is obviously an episode where she really wants to show off her beloved son, Sheridan, because mm. she's going through all of his various models and trophies. Yes. Every every cup, every piece of artwork he ever did at school. If you actually look at one of the wide shots of, of the whole sitting room, there's a sort of like a child's drawing of a, of the Queen with the crown right. on the table as well, which, of course, of course it's the Queen. Of course she's, Sheridan she's, the Queen. She's very, very proud of Sheridan. Are your parents proud of you? <laughs> They're proud of James. <laughs> <laughs> James has got a nice, sensible job. My father always says to me, why didn't you change your blooming surname when you got into this business? I think Vernon Smith's... Well, we'll talk about double-barreled names in the next episode, but... I don't mean like that. Oh. When he says his surname, they know uh... that he's my father, and then he gets it in the neck because of whatever I've come out with. Oh. Yes. Yes, of he's course. He's not always proud of me. There aren't many Vernon Smiths around, are there? No, there aren't. Have you met any others? It's a very exclusive name. There is another Vernon Smith called Alison Vernon Smith who works for Radio 4. No connection, but her brother is also called Jonathan. Oh, my gosh, there are two of you. Yes, two Jonathan. He's an architect. <laughs> thought you were going to say he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, I'm sure he's a very nice chap. Jonathan, he's an architect. <laughs> I'm reminded of that Larry Grayson line, well, you can kiss my astrakhan coat. <laughs> <laughs> so there are all those cups and prizes. All out. Did you ever win any cups or prizes at school? No, no. You didn't. No, I didn't. Literally nothing. Um, Not I, even like the effort prize. Uh, I did win. Well, I know this because I've heard you tell the story before. You won some kind of pointless prize, didn't you? How rude! I didn't. I won all kinds of luxury things for various <laughs> English-speaking board examinations. Oh, and lambda. Yes. Lambda what grade were you up oh, to? I can't remember. I did lo- lots of them. We had to give a talk. Mm. Uh, but no, I didn't ever win anything at school because I was useless at sport. Yeah. Um, not good enough at music, nor drama, or anything else, really. Uh, I did win a prize. I can't remember what it was. But um, they allowed me, it was some kind of um, book prize, and they allowed you to choose the book that you wanted. So I chose the Kenneth Williams Diaries. Oh, it's another and proud, proud moment when I was presented <laughs> with that in front of the whole school for my parents. And Jonathan's chosen Kenneth Williams' diaries. My gosh, that's that's a that's an interesting book for a child. Yeah, I uh, I once got a prize for well, I had been serving the cricket teas uh, to the cricket team, and as all the cricket team won something, and then as I was seen as like an honorary member of the first eleven, is it eleven in cricket? Yeah. Uh, they, I was brought up on stage for a book as well, and they gave me the SAS Survival Handbook, <laughs> which I like to feel was just a little bit ironic. Yes. Yes, they knew what they were doing. The phone rings, and Hyacinth goes over to answer it, and it's my sister Violet on the phone, isn't it? Yes, and interestingly, the line, I think, to date, of all the episodes in Series 1 and to date in Series 2, the, the Violet line that everybody sort of trots out hasn't quite yet formed. No. Because here we've got her own Mercedes swimming pool room for a sauna. Oh, yes. Not Mercedes swimming pool room Room for for a pony. pony. No. 
But I do like this moment because she she announces to Liz and Emmett in the living room, <laughs> it's my sister Violet. And, ooh, Violet's Bruce is opening new offices, she says, running to the door so they can hear. Runs back to the phone. Ooh, Bruce has been made president of the local association. Ooh, and then, ooh, Bruce is having an affair with... Oh, and then she realises she's blurted out the one bit of information she wouldn't want them knowing. No, and they're probably more interested in hearing the end of that now. But I love it when they. she then has to run through her double doors into the dining room. Yes. She slams the door shut so they can't hear her behind the double doors. Yeah, of course not making it obvious at all to no. Liz and Emmett. I love that moment. It's a nice moment. And there's a, there's a nice line where... She sort of puts her foot in it with Violet and says, well, why don't you ask the secretary to do it? She seems to be wanting to take on extra duties. <laughs> it's very nice. Which is, which is very good. He's dressed as a jockey, riding about on a horse called Thunderbolt. <laughs> now look, Violet, dear, I know he's a turf accountant, but is it really necessary to do his own advertising? The Cortina arrives outside. Yes. With the obligatory explosion, which is so funny. It never gets old. No. And this is a particularly good one. Have you noticed outside the house? It really does explode well. Well, it's funnier outside the house, isn't it? Because everything looks sort of very nice and pretty and suburban. Yes. And it's, it's, uh, it's an anomaly. Onslow, Rose and Daisy have arrived to tell Hyacinth that Daddy's disappeared. <laughs> Talk about timing. Why do they need to turn up to tell her that? Why can't they just phone her? Well, it wouldn't be so funny. No, would I it? know, but you know. Well, anyway, maybe I'm being too literal. <laughs> we, we, maybe now. Can you remember in um, the episode "Problems with Relatives" from this series, uh, the fifth episode? There was that little skit that we talked about with Elizabeth going out the back door, front door. Yes, yes. Look at the tulips. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the then the bit that I was referring to. It comes back. Yeah. And I think it's done even better. It is because there's the chasing round the kitchen table, which is... Richard. There's a wren. I said, Richard. There's a wren. Slam door. Yeah. I think it's lovely. It's lovely. And she literally throws them out the back door, doesn't she? <laughs> it's lovely. Really, really lovely. You mustn't be late for your dinner, man. <laughs> and I'll show you where I think I've seen a wren. I'm sure it was a wren. I said to Richard, Richard, that's a wren. Hyacinth then pulls her family in. And you can see that they actually, they, they all, when they were filming it, obviously they didn't go through those sort of frosted glass doors into the actual house because if they opened that door, presumably we would have seen that it's not the studio house, it's the actual house. So they all sort of cram rather awkwardly in whilst Hyacinth's pulling the next one in. Yes. And I like this moment because Onslow's got some quite funny moments. He's got some good lines. I like it when she says, keep Onslow off my walls. And he says, oh, nice. Do I look like someone who comes off a wallpaper? He says, I just thought it's a lovely line. Yeah, and he does, though. He would mark. He looks like the sort of person that might mark. He does. Has anyone marked your walls? Uh, only once. <laughs> How did they mark your walls? They leaned up against us. <laughs> In fact, it's the it's it's what what were they wearing? My friend Stuart. Once, Stuart, yes, he marked your walls. He marked my walls. <laughs> Poor Stuart. Yeah, after that, socially dead to me. What? What? How did he mark your walls? He was leaning up against them when he came for dinner, and his then partner said, "Stop leaning up against William's walls," and he did. And when he stopped so leaning, just a little mark, a little Stuart impression on what, the wall. What kind of mark did he leave? Just a, a no. I don't want to say dirt. <laughs> But, you know, Dirty Stuart. It was a white wall. Right. Well, it was a white wall. And what, what was it from his hand? Or? Just from... It was Manchester. Oh. 
That's where this <laughs> home, home of the Industrial Revolution. So he kind of left a... Just a little mark. I could always tell. <laughs> and I, Although, when I went... When I first moved to London, I still had Manchester. I rented it out on sort of like a, a, a glorified Airbnb. And I went back to look at it... And, you know, you got lots of people in, and there were so many marks on the walls. Oh, was it? Stuart had been joined by yes. others. <laughs> and an orgy in the flat. Oh. <laughs> but I still can't work out which bit of Stuart came off on your walls. Well, it must be on his hand or on something. hand, yeah. oh, dirty hand. I didn't see him lean, but it is. Stuart remembers the moment. Right. Mm. Gosh. Did you not have any touch-up paint for those? Not for those. No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stewart. Well, we're still friends to this day. Oh, it's the phone. It's oh. probably my sister Violet about a new Mercedes. <laughs> we'll be back momentarily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And we're back, Bucketheads. We're talking about the eighth episode of Series 2, The Toy Store. And uh, Onslow and Daisy have arrived, and Rose have arrived with Hyacinth. Mm. They are telling Hyacinth that Daddy has spent a lot of money in a toy shop. Yes, he's gone missing. He vanished, ended up in the toy department, and has run up a massive bill. £235. And apparently it's because he'd uh, got a whole load of toys, and someone gave him a screwdriver, and he decided to improve them. (laughs) Because, of course, Daddy is a brilliant person. Yes. Um, £235. Would you like to know what that is in today's money? 
Oh. Because, yes, I went on to HMRC's inflation calculator. You are seriously hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think it is? (laughs) Gosh. Uh, I'm going to rate... So when was this? 1992. So I'm going to say... Actually, it might have been 91. I'm going to say that it was... It would amount to approximately 1,000. No. God. <laughs> Inflation hasn't gone up that much. 1,000 pounds. <laughs> 497 pounds and 35p. Oh, gosh. Right. We can all afford that. <laughs> <laughs> we can. So daddy's, daddy's run up this massive bill and they're holding him hostage, aren't they, until the bill's paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, is a, which is an interesting uh, policy for a store. And I like this moment because I feel sorry for Daisy when she says, and we can't afford it on our own. I know. That, that's why they've come to ask. And that's probably why they came round in person, because they're asking her to help with the bill. And that's nice. It is nice. At least they did the right thing. If you're going to ask for family for money, you, you should have the courage to do it in person. Not like Sheridan. Well, we'll come on to him mm. in later episodes. Hyacinth is such a rule follower generally, but when they are then going outside to drive to the the toy store because obviously Liz and Emmett's car has completely broken and thus Onslow offers to to drive them. How can Hyacinth allow all those people to get into the back of the car? Well, I... Because I wouldn't allow that. No, you wouldn't. But I'm not sure. I'm trying to think back to 1992 whether the rules were as strict in terms of people in the back wearing seatbelts. But they're on, I mean... Rose sits on top of Emmett. Yes, back in the day you could. Back in the day you could just pile children in the back of a car. You oh didn't have to gosh. be in car seats. You know, when I was a child growing up, we didn't sit in car seats in the back. You were on the roof rack. You'd kind of... Well, sometimes you'd sit in the, in the, on the armrest between <gasps> your parents. Gosh. Back in the olden days, before health and safety. Yeah, well... Thankfully, that's changed. But I do like the moment when um, Hyacinth gets in the back of the Cortina, because, as you say, Onslow has offered everyone a lift, mm. and Hyacinth sits on one of the dog's squeaky toys. <laughs> Yes, a nice uh, nice bit of physical comedy. And there's another hilarious Cortina explosion, and I like the moment when the, the neighbour notices then. <laughs> Pulls the hat down. Yes. He says, Onso says, I think my suspension's gone. And Rose, who's sitting on Emmett, says, it's a good job mm. Emmett's hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, this is where my fear, because Emmett seems to quite like... Oh, he that. loves it. Very hetero in this, isn't he? Yes. Emmett. He's... Manly hetero Emmett. Yes. Even though he's musical. He's done... He's got a, a very almost perverted smile on his face. Yes. And you can see Elizabeth does not approve. Mm. And there's that lovely line from Hyacinth where she turns to Elizabeth and says... Where would you like to be put down, Elizabeth? <laughs> but I think before... Mm. That moment, there's another great line from Onslow because you've got the whole Rose on Emmett's lap. Yeah. And Daisy makes a comment and Rose, rather cattily, says, at least I'm not heavy. Yes. And then Onslow says, maybe not, but I bet you're leaving a lasting impression. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was excellent line. Yeah, they've been given some good dialogue in this episode. Very, very good. 
Daddy's running around dressed as a spaceman in the toy shop. He is, and uh, it's it's a sort of a comedy spaceman outfit. But why does a children's toy store have an adult size spaceman outfit? Oh, you're you're. I'm, so, okay, you're I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm questioning a lot of the comedy away today. I'm sorry. I mean, the this is what Mikey does with programs. And he goes, well, that would never happen because, and I, and I have to say, don't be so literal. But keeping up appearances is, at, on many occasions, utterly ridiculous. I mean, if you, if you questioned everything, none of it would make sense at all. No, that is a point. So Daddy's dressed as a spaceman. And I like this because they're in good old Debenhams. Yes. Oh. And it's interesting that they've chosen Debenhams. And that was the Debenhams in uh, Leamington what? Spa. Was it not Northampton? Oh, it's Northampton, yes. Sorry. I thought it was in Northampton. And that's the Debenhams in Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, did you? But that's it. I never went into a Debenhams as a child. Did you not? No. Why not? Because it was not considered. Sorry? It, we were John Lewis shoppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, was Debenhams a bit common? Is that what you're trying to suggest? Yes. Oh. Well, certainly in our household. I don't know if that's true generally, but we were very much John Lewis shoppers. So if you think back to those days, so you've got, what, John Lewis? House of top. Fraser. House of Fra- now, House of Fraser, more posh or less posh than John Lewis? Well, it used to be more posh because, of course, don't forget, Harrods used to be House of Fraser. Right. Not anymore. No. Probably it started off on a par, but I think John Lewis then took over quite quickly. M&S used to be quite smart and has moments. Then Debenhams. Yes. British Home Stores. Absolutely never went into BHS. <laughs> Have you not? Never. Oh, their bedding, their pillows and lighting department was superb. Oh. I miss it dreadfully. Oh, they folded? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, because mm. you never went in there. Yeah. You're to blame. That said, John Lewis is losing the plot a bit now, but that's another story. Oh, ouch. I couldn't possibly comment. No. But as they as they alight from Onslow's Cortina at uh, Debenhams, I like the fact that they put Rose and uh, Emmett down just outside the bedroom centre. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shot of them above the bedroom centre. Councillor Nugent, Mrs. Councillor Nugent, yes, uh, is there. I like the moment where Hyacinth. <laughs> she obviously doesn't want to be seen getting out of the the Cortina, no. so she kind of she hides behind a, a variety of cars and then gets into a taxi and then out the other side. So Mrs. Councillor Nugent thinks she's caught the taxi to Debenhams, but then she gets told off by a very eco friendly Mrs. Councillor Nugent. She was very forward thinking. She was, yeah. Yes, no she, carbon emissions from her. No, she has a bicycle. <laughs> she does have a bicycle. Absolutely. Do you think Mrs. Councillor Nugent was a Green Party councillor? Possibly. You th- yes. <laughs> so she's, she's too fierce. She she is too fierce. And I, th- there's a nice. Well, I feel sorry for Hyacinth because actually, there's Hyacinth obviously doesn't want to sort of hang around and chat with Councillor Mrs. Nugent because she will inevitably see Daddy. And actually, the one moment where Hyacinth actually has Councillor Mrs. Newton say, oh, yes, I'll come in shopping with you. Mm. Hyacinth can't actually really take her up on that offer. So I did, the, the compassionate side of me felt a bit sorry for Hyacinth. Uh, they go into the shop. I love the, the fact that um, before they go into the shop, Bruce comes running past <laughs> for the first time, dressed as the jockey. It's hilarious. It's very funny. I mean, please don't question this one away, because that is hilarious. It makes no sense, but it's no. hilarious. So Hyacinth has to run in. She's sort of cornered by, by embarrassing relatives. 
it's a really nice moment of farce, isn't it? Yes. And there's that lovely moment where she's uh, she goes back outside after the fire alarm. She's ushering to Onslow to keep driving, and <laughs> Mrs. Nugent sees, and she turns into the, oh, tennis elbow. <laughs> tennis elbow. It is complete farce, and I love it. It's lovely. Mm. Now, there's a couple in the shop. I'm glad you mentioned them. Ah. Did you, you've noticed what I've noticed. So, well, I'm hoping you can answer the question because there's a couple in the shop. That Coming I, down the stairs. That I recognise and they kind of, they're looking at the commotion going on. Do you and, not know who they are? No, I don't know who they are. Are they, are they the couple that are in the hotel in a later episode that she's trying to befriend in the in the living and That was room? in a previous episode, you mean? The maid, oh, golfing with Ch- the major. Oh, uh, Chelford Grange, yes. that's right. no. No. It's the couple where Hyacinth in series one climbs over the wall and they are in their upstairs bedroom window noticing Hyacinth climb over the wall. There you go. <clears throat> and I had never noticed that until I watched this episode and I got very excited. But you were, you see, I was racking my brain trying to think, who are they? I recognise them. Well, I thought it was them and then I had to go back and watch that episode oh, just I to see. check that it was them. Well, there we go. And I like it because they give that same... Look, <laughs> yeah. go, oh my God, it's that mad woman. But we haven't yet had that moment, have we? We Climbing haven't got to that episode. Yeah, that was in series one. Oh, it was in episode yeah. one. Uh, series one, episode so now four. It, so now it makes sense. Yeah. It's now lovely. So maybe they'd recognise, that's the woman who climbed over our wall. Yes, and now here she is sort of bent double going round the counters. In Debenhams. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been bent double in Debenhams? Uh, no, sadly not. Daddy's trying to touch a young girl up. Mm. Again. We've got rid of the mage as being problematic, but we've still got Daddy. Yes, and this is where you feel, you sense the episode is coming to a, a final crescendo. <laughs> Daddy's tried to touch a woman up, then they all kind of leave the store, and Bruce comes along again, and Hyacinth turns on our heels, you know, it's all just falling apart. It's all becoming so embarrassing. Cue the end credits. It's a lovely episode. It is good. It's a good episode. Really good. I do prefer next week's episode. Oh, intriguing. Yes, but this is a very good episode. Before we go, uh, we want to make sure that we were all paying attention. So shall we see how much we spotted? Oh, I love this moment. Go on. What was the certificate given to Sheridan awarded for? Hmm. So why was he given that certificate? This is the kind of thing you'd know. <clears throat> yes, and I do. I don't. Do you want to have a guess? No. <laughs> a Wits doggy paddle. A Wits doggy paddle. <laughs> Am I correct? Is that because you won the same prize? You, oh. You got it wrong. Oh, no, it's the cup. Oh. oh. The cup is a wits doggy paddle. Oh, the producer looks so happy with himself. Um, what was the answer then? Collecting shells. <laughs> <laughs> You're it, crestfallen, I can I see I am it. crestfallen. There's no cup for me. Look at him, he's so happy. He is happy. If you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can now listen back to William and me chatting through every episode for Series 2, Episode 8. There'll be a new episode of our Series 2 analysis every Wednesday until the end. As always, though, we do need your help to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our podcast, so if you wouldn't mind terribly picking up your white slimline telephone with last number redial, giving them a call and instructing them to join us all, we'd be frightfully grateful. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.